friends, family, those of you joining us from a galaxy far, far away, welcome back to the third episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Joey. And we are excited to be uh, discussing and covering the fifth episode of Andor uh, this evening or this morning at the time of it going live that you're either seeing or listening to this. Uh, but first of all, Joey, how's your week been? Pretty good. Yeah, I've been, this is, you know, we, we've done this a few times now. So this is like a staple in the, like the middle of the week now for me <laughs> to signify that we're having, that this is our hump day. This is our <laughs> time to talk about Star Wars. So I'm, I'm always looking forward to this this day but the good the week's been good and um can't believe we're in october already spooktober is here it is i'm a big fan of the uh the october spooktober season the weather's changing it's like 50, mm -hmm. you know mid 50s in the morning i'm like oh this oh. is fantastic fantastic yeah it's throwing some sweatpants and a, and a hoodie oh it's the best time of year for sure. Yes, beginning to match the vibes of the theme of of the podcast, even with the with the chilliness. Uh, <laughs> True. On the way. Well, uh, the fifth episode of Andor, I guess technically the third week uh, of us getting these new new episodes of another Star Wars show. Uh, the fifth episode, I before I get into the the nitty gritty of it, um, what were your general thoughts on the episode? It was almost exactly how I called it last year, yeah. last week. I feel um, that we weren't ready for the big battle quite yet. Now, you know, um, we said it was going to be what five days. Uh, the the job was going to be five days, according to uh, Luthen. So five days in an episode sounds about right. So uh, that's that's exactly what we got here. Yeah, I. I think the part of me, I think we mentioned it last episode too, um, but I think we said the show feels a very slow pace so far, which mm -hmm. I don't think is a bad thing. Um, but now we're getting to the point where it was like, okay, I, I really hope we start to like, and, and, and I'd be shocked now because I'd be shocked now if we don't see the action next episode. Um mm -hmm. I was yes. I was kind of hoping we were going to get it this episode, but I wasn't going to. Yeah, I was going to be, you know, I wasn't surprised that we didn't get it, but there was that part of me that was like, maybe we'll get them like starting to infiltrate the the base this episode. But right, um, right, right. Unfortunately, nothing there. We did get some interesting character development uh, between yeah. Andor and and particularly some of the other members of the Rebel Cell, uh, especially Skeen. Um, mm. What you what you think about what you think about the scene where, the, where there's a confrontation between the two? I guess multiple yeah, I mean, confrontations, sort of. Yes, I mean you knew that Cassian is an outsider to this group, and especially with how long they had been working on this, to for him to come in the last the last week essentially mm -hmm. to expect him to have a critical role into the group, there's going to be some conflict and. Out of everyone that was there, it was definitely going to be Skeen because um, the other the other characters seem to have accepted him uh, begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, they but they have, I right. feel. But I don't I don't quite remember. But from the last episode, they and I, I guess outside and also Lieutenant Dorn was 
Lieutenant Dorn, is that his name? Uh, Gorn, I believe, with a G. Gorn, yeah, Gorn, yes. Yeah, Gorn, yes. Um, he, he was very upset about it, but um, Skeen, I don't remember too much about him saying much either way. So, um, But you knew there was going to be a conflict somewhere, uh, and I, I believe it was something that was warranted um, to, to blindly accept this person t- with your life, essentially would be very, very difficult to do for anybody. And I like his I like that character. I like Skeen because he really he's the reality. He, you know, the you know, this something is not right with this guy, this guy being Cassian. And he's he's trying to call him on not trying to figure out what his secret is. And I think that whole confrontation that happened with them and even the way Cassian handled it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, did not think that Cassian would fess up on a little bit of what, you know, is actually going on because with that, he basically, uh, throws, throws, uh, Vel under the bus, uh, because obviously she had to know about it, you know? So right. it wasn't, but it was the right play though too, um, because of what Cassian said, I don't want to have to go into this battle having to look back at you, you know? Well, you know, I I don't want to have to worry about what your intentions are with me. So, uh, so I'll give you this information. Now, is it is he Clem? No, he's not Clem. So he's still withholding information. Sure. But I think he gave just enough for them to get off his back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think he played that pretty much as well as you could have. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that will have some sort of repercussion. Um, and you even, you know, there's a little bit of a hint to it at, you know, in this episode where they're, they're kind of getting ready to fight it out. And I think it's Nimic who's at the top of the hill and he's like, uh, wait, wait, you know, stop, you know, so they, they can't really like address it, address it fully. Uh, and right. we, and we get a little bit of resolution to it, which I did like to see from, um, uh, from Skeen from skiing mm-hmm. and, and you know he's like that's as close to an apology as you're gonna get right yeah <laughs> when he told the story about his brother right the farmer right right which i think i appreciated them putting that in there i think anytime you can uh, it, it brings motive to the character it's like okay that is what mm-hmm. skiing is fighting for so now we understand his character a lot better um, right so i appreciated it that from that perspective but like you said andor is not he's still withholding some information and so mm-hmm. while I think it's good for both the morale of the group and just the general trustworthiness, um, at a certain point, I, maybe you know, maybe they don't ever find out his real name. Uh, I'd be kind of surprised if that's the case. But right. um, at a certain point, he's probably going to have to reveal more information. Right. Um, but you know, they they know, um, they know, kind of what his motive is now, and that he's really just doing it for money, more so right. than the rebellion. Of course, with exactly. the, with the theme of the show, and of course, and of course, having seen Rogue One, we know that event inevitably changes. Um, mm-hmm. But and another piece between the relationship while we're talking about Andor and Skeen, um, the two of them both know that they come from like a rough like prison background. Um, right. I, I wasn't. Right. They were. Sh- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't specifically sure what some of the tattoo references were. I know one of them. I think was to a crate dragon. Um, right. Yes. Crate head. Yeah. Your crate head. That's by what the it was. hand. By the hand was the other. Right. Which I just tattoo. assume are kind of like prison gangs, maybe, or or something right. of the sort. Um, I really, I really, 
I know this is not so with the crate dragon and by the hand for some reason that just pulled me into like this Game of Thrones the hand. type of mood. Yeah. Just the way the you know the terminology used. Obviously, there's dragons and obviously like the hand of the king or you know whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, just real quick, that was that was a, a thought I had while while they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Also, for if, if anyone doesn't know what a crate dragon is, um, I guess actually if you've seen Mando, the Mandalorian. Um, I believe that was the first, definitely the only live Star Wars, uh, like non-animated live action that we've seen a crate dragon on screen. Did we see? Mm-hmm. Did, I feel like we saw one in Rebels, maybe. Um, I feel like they would have. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't. I can't know for certain. That's where. That's where the uh, the Star Wars historians come in and yeah, uh, tell us exactly which scene. Exactly. They're in which episode and all that, but yeah, I, I feel like you that's uh that would be a good animated um creature to be on any show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the general the name of the episode was the the axe remembers or no excuse me the axe forgets the axe does the opposite of remember. Um, right. <laughs> the axe forgets, and I think it's the quote by uh, Nimic who says. Originally, like uh, the axe remember, or no, no, the axe forgets, but the tree remembers is the quote. Yes, um, of right. course, them alluding to the fact that they, the rebels, or the rebellion, right. are the, are the tree, and they're about to uh, about to get their their revenge, so to speak. There's also another quote he gives, and I, I wrote this one down. Is I paraphrased it, but essentially the gist of it is that surprises from below are less mm-hmm. expected. I liked that yes. a lot too. I thought that was I worth pointing out. Had you ever heard that axe um, saying before? So I, f- it's funny you say that. I I read the episode title before I I watched it, right. and I was like, <clears throat> "Is this a common phrase?" Because I I I got that sense that it was, you know, when there's mm-hmm. a phrase and you're like, "Have I heard this before?" I I did have that sense, but I mm-hmm. I didn't know the context or anything. I I guess I still don't know the context. Right. Yeah, I have never <laughs> heard it either. I I had the same thought when I read the the title of the episode and you know there are a lot of things out there in the world that i have no idea about so i figured this just was just one of them and um and and then after he says that i'm like oh that's a saying somebody definitely said this before so i didn't do any googling on it but i'm i'm expecting to find something if uh if that's uh and it's probably like something very well known that i don't even know about but um yeah i had the same thoughts yeah i mean it's a great quote it alludes to the fact that if there's like you know, an oppressor and an oppressed. Uh, oftentimes, it's the oppressor who forgets the oppressing, but later the oppressed is, is in this situation, the one that comes back to, like, kind of bite the oppressor in the butt, so to speak. Yeah. And, I mean, the I mean to even get a little deeper, you know, if you're talking about trees, then, you know, they grow back. They grow back stronger, you know. Yeah, I like the analogy. And, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a very well well put together um saying that i've never heard of before yeah <laughs> did you feel like the non rebel scenes in this like for me i gotta be honest with this episode this felt very filler i don't know if you felt okay, that way yeah. i felt like this episode maybe not filler because it, it is leading mm-hmm. up to the attack um, right but i just feel like last episode and this episode were somewhat similar yeah there was there wasn't a ton of new information that we got from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we learned a little bit, a bit about Skeen. Um, 
you know, we learned about his motivation. We learned Mon Mothma has a daughter. I was like, oh, I guess that's right, cool. Yes. Which I think yeah, is yeah, his yeah. expanded universe material um, that, oh, they, okay. that they chose to kind of like incorporate, which was cool. Um, that is cool. Lida? Lida? Lida, I think was her yeah. name. Lida, yeah. Lida, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I was like, okay. And then she just was like kind of like an angsty teen. And I was like, why is she so upset at her mom? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Like, yeah. Clearly there's some like turmoil in this re- mother-daughter relationship going mm-hmm. on. And, and anyways, so I, you know, that was something new and it was like, okay, I get, you know, I guess we're getting a new character or whatever. I don't know how much she's going to pertain to the overall story. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe she does. I mean, we don't see her in the, the originals obviously. So Right. Um, and, and for that matter, we don't see her husband. Um, right. His name Very true. Uh, is escaping me at the moment. Um, Perrin? Perrin? Is that yeah. Right? Pennant Perrin? Something like that? Yeah. So, I don't know. Which... I would not be shocked if at a point in this series we see maybe something happened to her husband and daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, that's right. the, maybe that's the linchpin for her, you know... Being like, all right, because she's already with the rebellion, but for kind of like making that right. like another push or like mm-hmm. um, openly supporting the rebellion, I guess so to speak. Right. Yeah, and the introduction of them really gives more. You know, to me, always when you when you see those backstories, whether it's Skeen or if it's Mon Mothma, you know, it gives them a little bit more um, depth to their characters. Right. And the things that they're fighting for, they're fighting against. I mean, even with Mon Mothma, I mean, she's, you know, there's clearly some turmoil within that family, you know, and and to to give some reality to her character, because not all characters, and I think we've talked about this before, is that it's not just black and white, where you're, if you're, if you're good, then good things will happen to you. <laughs> or if you're bad, bad thing, you know, you you'll do bad things and you know. Mm-hmm. But with her, I mean, she's just a mother that has a career and um ha- are having troubles at home, just like a lot of people do in their lives. So there's a relatability there too, I think. Um where where it ties into the storyline, I'm not quite sure yet. But I think it's always good to have those types of things to see to give a little bit of um a little bit of depth to their characters, because especially with Skeen, he, you always wonder why, how do you get that far into it where you're ready to storm the castle, you know? Uh, and you hear that story, and you're like, yep, that's that would be one of them. And we, we even go back to, you know, episode, uh, the first set of episodes with Bix, which I'm still hoping <laughs> she returns, yeah. you know? But, um, Yet another episode without a Bix appearance. Yeah, exactly. So we should do a, a, a episode count of how many times Bix is not in an episode, and we have to be like, "Oh, this is episode second episode. We haven't had Bix, so I don't know what the deal is." So to to see that motivation is always good to for the ultimate filling out of a character. Definitely. And and it's you know even what we're even getting with a Karn now. Seeing his his story, you know, we didn't see much of Karn in the last episode. We just know that he went right. to live with his mom. But now there's now you're kind of seeing his whole storyline now. Um, where will that end up? I don't know. But obviously, he's still important to the the overall plot of the story because he has returned. You know, in this episode with with more scenes with actual lines. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, we saw him looking so, at a hologram of Andor in the episode. 
Right. And by the way, how did he get that out? I'm assuming that's Imperial property. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was a you little know? confused on that as well, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, right. You know, like, is he is he blaming Andor? So, there, you know, there's I'm interested in his uh, his motivations now. Like, where where is his mind at? Because it sounds like his mom is just trying to get him a job. Let's uncle yeah. Uncle I, Harlow. Let's let's hook it up. Who's Uncle Harlow? Let's I, talk about that. And um <laughs> I find well, you this know, whole storyline. I don't know if it's just me. I find it to be very weird. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah. It, You're I don't, talking about Karn. Yeah, like in the storyboard room. I don't know. Maybe it goes somewhere. But in the storyboard room, they're like, okay, after he gets fired, we're gonna use two whole episodes where he's just with his mom. We're not gonna give him any speaking lines in the first episode, and it's literally just gonna be like his mother, like accosting him for not having Berating a job <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. like oh, what are we doing i don't know Guilting, yeah right it feels very it feels very filler like the rebel stuff obviously right. is building to something but i yeah. don't i don't understand what's happening with karn right now the past two episodes right um, yeah so I, I don't know we'll see did you also notice uh, this was also an easter egg in that uh in that scene that did you see what what he was eating with his cereal Oh, the blue milk, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the yeah, I, I wrote that down. The blue milk and cocoa puffs. <laughs> <laughs> what a combo! Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. If they had that at the grocery store tomorrow, I would buy blue milk, some, uh, some Jedi or some uh, Andor cocoa puffs that are half blue, <laughs> half brown, and then that'd be pretty cool. Get some milk and then dyed blue, and then oh yeah, that, yeah. that's happening. And you know, it's going to be at Galaxy's Edge in in Disney World for like. True. you know 14 dollars or something yeah <laughs> so. incredibly overpriced blue milk yeah right which was also not the only milk we had this episode there were those weird goat animals that uh i think they were called drays that also produced <laughs> milk that uh that nimic was trying to to feed andor and yeah andor right yes not a, not a fan i don't think andor was no what did nimic say he said it oh he said something particular about the milk. I can't remember what it was, but so, something along um, the lines like I'm paraphrasing, but basically that it's like an acquired taste, you know? Yeah, right. Andor takes like one sip and throws the rest <laughs> he out, and he tosses out the rest of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he tried. And to get back to the the rebel group, yeah. you know, which I, I think you and I have agreed that, you know, as although as much filler as this felt, I think this is that that was kind of what carried this episode for, oh, for any sure, for sure. any real any real storyline um you know obviously they they were all a little bit skittish on the the joining of cassian i did like that he kind of held his own when um tamarin and um and vel were asking him particular questions practically quizzing him for him to realize like wait you don't know how to do that you know right. the it was like the input the weight of the either the the, the, the craft or something like that but yeah. he knew how to do it and he and he's like what would you have done if i wasn't even here yeah. you know he's almost like indirectly calling them stupid a little bit right yeah, he's like exactly. you guys were gonna go into this like not knowing anything it's like right and and, it, and he he had that information like right away he knows that he, kn he yeah. knew that information and it seems like critical information that you probably should know going in and these are like logistical things almost like if you're going to fly this this ship you should know how to do it <laughs> you know like the, yeah. that that's an assumption that's an assumption but you know that that's why that you need to make sure that all of that stuff is is un understood and you already know that so having 
And here's where I'm at now with that. If they didn't know that, <laughs> what else don't they know at this sure. point? You know? I mean, Andor's got to be asking himself that now, too. Right. Right. And knowing knowing that now, I mean, are we going to see a lot of a lot of errors going into the into this mission now? So um, it was very interesting to see that because I was under the assumption that they've got this locked down. They know every step, every minute what they're going to be doing. Um, to come to find out that that happens, or that they don't know that information now, and then Cassian is that final piece. Right. So he, you know, he's proven his worth in that way. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's proven his worth in that way, and it's just a, you know, to see him to have you know the upper hand on them was kind of cool. And he even steps up and kind of you know says like I'm I'm flying this thing like it's not up for debate basically like it's my butt that's on the line like you either. Like, basically, you let me fly it or I'm not going on this mission, essentially. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, you know, Vel and I think Tamarin both understand, uh, like, I mean, yeah, he's right, you know. <laughs> we're not going right, to. Yeah, yeah. We're going to. He has the best shot at doing this thing. He's the only one that knows about it. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a moment for Cassian stepping up and saying, like, you know, it's all of our lives on the line, including mine. I'm going to fly this because I'm I'm the best at it of any of us. Right, yeah. And I think the. It was a kind of it was nice at the end there where things were resolved with Skeen and him and uh, when they're all around the fireplace and they you know kind of are sharing food sharing drinks together yeah it really really gives you because it's very easy to throw a team together and almost you you should have the expectation when you're watching a show like this that they're gonna be everything's gonna be resolved everything's gonna be perfect by the time they have to. Um, do the mission or whatever they need to do to see it like at that you know because they went through a little bit of conflict they're learning about each other and you know obviously the people that were there they're already probably thinking of each other as family you know mm -hmm. but to accept Cassian into it um, I, I thought that that was that was a, a nice moment you know toasting to each other um, I don't know you know five days isn't a long time so <laughs> Part of me just like, uh, it might be a little too soon for that as well. But um, for the sake of the story, I think it, it, it showed that the, you know, the team is now all together uh, wanting to do uh, the thing that they need to do. Right. A uh, couple more things I wanted to bring up as well. The, I think it was the Astronav unit that, um, that Nimic is showing to Cassian in the scene, uh, basically saying like, yeah. you know, it's untraceable, it's unblockable. Um, so I, this is definitely going to be an important piece of equipment that comes into yes. play in the next episode or two. Um, how exactly that will be remains to be seen, but um, <laughs> clearly foreshadowing that this you know thing is going to be something that Cassian probably learns to use and and becomes mm -hmm. a vital piece of the the <laughs> success of their mission. The I guess the assumed success of their mission. Right. Um, yeah, and. It, whether it's the next episode or next season, I don't know. Like they definitely, they definitely put that seed in, <laughs> and yeah. um, you don't just talk about something like that and not bring it up again. So that's definitely going to be important sometime soon. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if it comes into play next episode. Even. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think I'd be surprised if we don't see it come up this season. Um, right. But for sure, I you know for sure this season, I think we'll be seeing. Uh, be seeing reference to this astronav unit as being uh, vital in in this mission that they're going on. Uh, another interesting thing 
Did you think the scene with Lieutenant Gorn and the other two Imperial officers was like it was it was weird how they chose to kind of as the as the show writers chose to um like display Gorn's intentions, I thought, in that scene. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. like obviously Gorn wants as few people in the facility as possible on that night. Right. Uh but he's like he's playing it like he and maybe Gorn is just a smart guy and he knows that they're not going to want to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but he was like playing it like he actually wanted them there. But maybe, right, right. But maybe he knew they'd be like, but, but Lieutenant, we, you know, it's the, this thing only happens once every, however long. Three you know, years. Three yeah. Years, right. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought that scene was kind of interesting how he chose to kind of go that route with it. And then he was right. like, okay, okay. You, you know, yeah. you can watch it. <laughs> and I think you're exactly right. That, he knew how to play them, essentially. Yeah. You know, that he still needed to be lieutenant, you know, the lieutenant here. Right. The, the ranking commander. Um, and for whatever he was mad about, was it like somebody, something wasn't painted properly yeah, or at all? Something like that. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So he had to, he had to stick to his usual, usual, um, you know, mannerisms, his usual, you know, the way that he would run things. But then also, he, you know, he knows his men enough that they're like, well, and and to me, you know, the 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 part I question about that scene is like, how could they say that to a commanding officer? You know, so I always looked at the Empire of just being like, especially at that level, where if if you get an order, you do it. There's no questions. You don't you don't ask for you know. Oh, can we just get this off? You know, get this. You know, like I just I I I can't imagine an Empire that that is acceptable. So I don't know if if. But it kind of does say when he first. It kind of sets it up uh, on the earlier scene when he's when he's uh, on that bridge with. I wrote it down. What was his name? Um, Corporate Tinsey. Yes. Um, when he was just you know stretching his legs, looking out there, you know he didn't reprimand him or anything like that. So you could see that there's a rapport there. You know um, that it's not just you know commanding officer and you know uh, lower ranking. So there's definitely a communication line open to them. So I think that's what kind of set, you know, that is a subtle like setup for it for that scene later on to say, oh, you know, this, this, uh, you know, I know you just said that we, you know, we all have to be here. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I can never imagine an empire where that's allowed. But it looks like maybe that's just his setup the entire time. So he knew that. If if he's got if if he could almost trick them into thinking almost Jedi mind tricking them into thinking that this was their idea from the beginning yeah um then it then it gives him complete you know he's out of it he's just like well you know this is what they wanted so I gave it to him it wasn't like I thought this up ahead you know yeah I I had two thoughts on that one is like I think I enjoy I think that's the great thing about Andover uh, Andover Andor excuse me Andor. um <laughs> that that I enjoy a lot is it shows more of a humanistic element of the empire. Um, mm-hmm. Like you really begin to see even like some of these bad guys as like people and, you know, revealing their motives and their intentions. Um, so, you know, in many ways we are seeing that for the first time. Like mm-hmm. um, you, we've never seen like people in the empire, like question, not that they're like questioning the command, but they're like, sir, like, do we have to do it that night? Can't we do it the next right, day? Yeah. Um, right. Exactly. So I get, I get what you're saying there, but I think that is the, part of the cool piece about that show like i said we're we're seeing you know even the bad guys for for who they are and their motives and, and their intentions um right 
The other the other thing I was gonna say, uh, with regard to the actual like the Jedi mind tricking of that scene, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. is I thought it was such a weird. I I think it's gonna come up again later in the show, uh, when Gorn is like being potentially questioned or like maybe people are suspicious that he was involved in this plot somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what the circumstances of that will be, right, but yeah. you know they'll probably bring in these two guys and be like. You know, how has mm-hmm. Lieutenant Gorn been as a commanding officer for you? And they're like, oh, he's been great. Like, what, what was he yeah, doing yeah. on that night? Well, he wanted us to be there that night. You know, I, yeah. I think they'll use it as some sort of, like, weird alibi check for Gorn right. maybe in a couple episodes. And and I don't know if you noticed, like, as he was walking away, there's, like, a little slight smirk, you know, yeah. where he just, like, <laughs> got him, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was good. And by the way, I called it. I called Lieutenant Gorn was part of the Empire. <laughs> or the Oh, yeah, yeah, you did call that, yeah. Yeah. Um the other the other um scene or the other character, well two I guess. Uh Luthen we didn't really get a whole lot of in this yes. episode. I think it was just at the tail end. Which by the way, I mm-hmm. wanna I wanna come back to the Luthen scene here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, not necessarily as to the importance of the scene, even though there was like I think a little bit that we can discuss with the scene with him. Uh but the first character I was I thought we could discuss was um was Miro. Uh, on the <laughs> ship very brief scene um didn't really get anything of incredible importance out of that scene right yeah other than the fact that she's just continuing to work hard um and she's committed mm-hmm. and dedicated to to her cause mm-hmm. um i don't know but i did like the i did like the call outs to some of the planets that they're yes. looking at Hosni, yes. Hosnian prime kessel jakku so i mean yeah yeah so definitely um you know Hosnian prime being um I believe that was the the system that was taken out by Star Star Killer Base in The Force Awakens. Yes, yes. Um, and they also were in. I don't know if you had watched the Resistance um, animated series, but the one of the characters of was from there. Okay. Yeah. So the one of the characters was from there. The the lead character was actually from there. Um, of course, Kessel being you know part of Solo's uh, Han Solo's life and Less then Jakku than twelve parsecs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, um, and then of course Jakku, where uh, Ray was, um, left from uh, from her family. Right. Yeah, it was cool to see. Kind of, I I felt like that's really all that scene was was just kind of an opportunity yeah. to throw some name drops in there, and so the Star Wars fans right. could be like, Oh I mean, my but, gosh, they named some of yeah. Like, I know that. I know that <laughs> word. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, and from what it seems like, she's still looking for reasons to assume like a larger resistance, larger rebellion is being put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, I mean, that's more of a big picture thing, you know, I, I don't know if we see, I mean, obviously when we see Saw Gerrera, let's, let's go back to that. We haven't seen him yet quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, and at this point I don't see him in the next episode either. I don't see him. I don't next episode know. either. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, is he is he going to be leading up into the next season type of character? You know that because um, we're at you know I guess we're you know this will be episode six coming up, so we're about the halfway point. So I mean, there's still a good amount of time to introduce him into the into the fold here. But there is the, the way the pacing of this show is going. I don't know um, what kind of important role he would play it right now. You know, definitely later at some point because we know. We know what happens to him ultimately, but uh, but 
after all, this is Andor's story here. You know, this this isn't this isn't Boba Fett's story where you have the Mandalorian for two episodes. You know, the, yeah. you know, ideally this is going to be Andor and you know the followings of um, his stories and uh, what he's been through. Yeah, yeah. I I you know I don't see Saw being. You know, I I don't think they'll he'll be a part of the uh, the attack next episode. Assuming it happens right, right. next episode. Oh my gosh! If we don't get them attacking this base next episode, I might. <laughs> I, I I I gotta see it happen next episode. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but no, I don't think Saw will be a part of it. I think Saw, mm-hmm. like you said, is going to be more of a character that leads into the second season of Andor. Um, I think ultimately mm-hmm. Saw will probably be a pretty big reason why Andor's motivations shift from hey, I'm doing this for money to, okay, I understand the cause and I know like the bigger picture of why I need to do this. Right, right. Um, I think Saw is going to, and, and Luthen too, uh, and Luthen mm-hmm. definitely probably has been the biggest you know, person in that role so far. Um, right. Even if it's just like a small seed that has been planted within Cassian. But I think, I think Saw is going to be the person that kind of hammers home that message. Yeah. Probably like three, three or four episodes from now. Yeah, right. I but agree. I, and that, I, I would, I would love, I love Forrest Whitaker. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really good. That's gonna be great when we see him, though. So I'm, I'm excited for when that actually comes. Yeah, um, and then, and then, as I, I mentioned a bit ago, Luthen, who we saw at the end of this mm-hmm. episode, um, you know, the main concern on his part, uh, as he's discussing in the, in the scene at the end of the episode, um, basically worrying that he may have given too much information away to Andor, mm-hmm. uh, while he doesn't explicitly. You know give him like hard details uh, you, you can see kind of the concern on his face in the scene for for if andor you know maybe he'll abandon the mission maybe that that's obviously right. has to be running through luthan's mind right now right yeah and and again it just it shows you know a, uh you know human human types of feelings here mm-hmm. where he's just nervous about it he's nervous about how it's going to go over the next 24 hours and um, I think they put it well, just like, well, either they're going to do it or they're not, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of how, that's how it's going to be. And, you know, it, it, I still, I'm still very interested in, you know, what they're obtaining and the importance that plays into anything going forward, because obviously I, it feels like this is like one piece that, that they need in order for them to get the next piece. And then, the, you know, so I'm just interested what the, you know, the cordly payroll is and the importance of that. Um, Cause it seems right. real unimportant. You know, if you, you know, yeah. if you, if, if you really think about it, you don't even really have to think about it. If you think about it, just like, well, how boring is this? Yeah. I mean, and then, but it, for it to, for it to have a payoff at the end, you know, like, well, we needed this in order to get this information. And, and then we had to do this to get this piece of hardware, you know? So I think, Maybe that's that's where it is because I I think much like the team the rebel team we're also only getting little bits of information that we just need to know right now and you know we'll we'll get all of it later on right for for anyone that plays like video games or like a a role is a fan of like RPGs or that have like quest lines I feel like we're on like the the first stage of a quest line where it's like the reward is something that you're like. Okay, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly, like, yeah. Like I want to know what the final boss is. I want to know what the <laughs> right. I want to know what the obviously like um, you know, capturing the Death Star plans and delivering them. 
Uh, right. But like, like you said, why is this first stage of this seemingly, you know, this, this apparent quest line, like how does taking away the quarterly pay, you know, how does that directly impact the empire? Like if the empire right. is as big and as powerful and as strong as we know it to be, like mm -hmm. you, you're, you're right. It does seem like, like a weird thing to go after, like inconsequential in a way. Um, right. So I, I hope they explain that a little bit more as we go into the, the raid next episode, hopefully. Yes. Yes, we would hope so. Yeah. But, I, you know, and I, and I wonder if if these next couple of seasons of Andor will, you know, where this will end in the Star Wars timeline, you know. Um, will there be time between the end of season one and the beginning of season two? Or um, I don't know the timing of any of that or exactly how it butts up against rogue one and you know so will this ultimately be the first quest into getting those death star plans you know so is that is that where we're headed ultimately so i think it's just um it could be very it could be very exciting if you know the end game like you said but not knowing it right now you're just like all right well i guess we'll just get these payrolls you know yeah well and I, I think they're judging from just like dates that have been provided to us I think we do know that the end of season two will lead directly into Rogue One. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think and, you told me that last time, but yes. Okay. And the beginning of season one is five years before Rogue One. Or, okay. you, know, you know, zero BBY is also when Rogue One takes place. Um, mm -hmm. So this would be uh, five BBY. So I wouldn't be shocked if, like you said, we do see a year or two, uh, you know, a time jump between seasons one and two. Right, you almost have to really. If if yeah, if season two is end of season two is Rogue One, then yeah, that would make sense. Right. Um. Also, last thing on the Luthen scene. This was n not really a Star Wars related thing. Uh. But did you happen to catch on the back shelf of of the room, uh, an item? Actually, two items that were identical items that were on the shelf. I don't think I did. Have you? Are you an Indiana Jones fan by chance? I am. Uh, have you seen Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom? Yes. Uh, you know the. I think they're called the Shankara Stones. Yeah. There are two of those. Sitting. No way. Is there really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that now. On the back shelf in that's in amazing. Office. I thought that was a fun little yes. Easter egg they chose to throw in there. Nice, nice, nice find. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I okay. Oh, to be so fair, cool. to be fair, I saw it and I was like, "That looks so like I." It stood out to mm -hmm. me. I was like, "That's so familiar." And then, what do you do when mm -hmm. you see something like that? You, you Google it. You, yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you consult Star Wars Reddit. You Google it, and you're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> right, yeah. so I do know what it is." You know, right? Uh, How have you been doing with um, seeing what other people have been saying about the show? And oh, I, I'm uh, I'm really good at avoiding. I'm really good at avoiding. Mm -hmm. Um, I typically, I mean, after the fact, you know, after did you like look at reviews or anything like that? Oh yeah. So I don't mind looking. I actually enjoy reading reviews after I've seen and discussed the episode with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and like after we finish recording, I'll usually like, I'll find uh, either a Reddit post or like a YouTube video and I'll kind of see how other people are feeling about it because I feel like mm -hmm. if I've already talked about it with you. I can I can mold and and get a good sense of how I feel about it that yeah, do, right. that isn't impacted anymore after I've kind of molded that once I and then yeah. I can listen to other people and and kind of compare my 
opinions and feelings to to other people's okay. thoughts. Um, so yeah, I usually do after after the fact, but you know, nothing between when I watch the episode and, and when we talk about right. it. Um, Probably smart. But yeah, yeah, lots of lots of uh, lots to be excited about with the next week's episode. Hopefully. If we don't get the attack next week's episode, I Joey, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a little upset. I'm not. I'm gonna be actually kind of upset. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right. I mean, there's no way. Right. They got, there's they no got way. Less than 24 hours. You're telling me they're gonna do a yeah. whole other episode in yeah, less than yeah. 24 there's, hours. There's, there's no way. Like, because I think we, you and I were split on it last episode where we're like yeah i think it'll happen and i was like i, I don't know if it'll happen you know so right um because you even said earlier that you know you expected you know maybe even at the end of the episode we'd we'd at least be at the you know into the raid part of it but i, I think i think now i would agree that it has to be this has to be the episode where something actually happens yeah uh, where they storm the castle and they grab the the uh the paperwork that they need to get out or they don't get out or you know <clears throat> yeah I'm just thinking about the episode as a whole. Like, when you think about this episode, what do you think they're... I think the theme or the goal of this episode was to emphasize the the trust-building process between the Rebellion Absolutely. group. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm, like, reflecting on it as a whole, I feel like they did a good job of doing that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. I just think I, think... I think as a culture and as Star Wars fans particularly with Star Wars movies, we're so used to that process happening quickly. Right. That when it happens slowly in a in a show, um, like we're watching now, and and even more so in Andor because it's the slowest Star Wars show of anything we've we've had so far. Um we're like, why is, does this feel like it's taking so long? Uh right, yeah. but but I think that's a good thing. Like we've talked about, you know, right. um it feels <clears throat> It feels more real in that sense. And I think because we grew up on Star Wars movies, right? So we have this expectation yeah. of, you know, a group gets together and now they're all going to do it. You know, like, it's, right. like that's not the reality of things. That's not how these were, you know. And what and I think you and I have both said, you know, what we like about, you know, TV shows and you're having 10, 12 episodes for a, uh, a show is that you get to develop these characters a little bit more. You get to understand their motivations, their backgrounds, and all that. So, although we maybe we're 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 comparing this to what we're used to seeing in Star Wars movies, this is actually what we want. To, yeah. You know, um, so it's kind of we're, we're confusing ourselves, and then and I've I've even heard you know fans of Star Wars movies being like, "Oh, that couldn't happen," and it's because. You know, it's just in a snap, all of a sudden, you know, they're able to do something that they weren't able to do the last movie, you know. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think I think we're we're getting exactly what we wanted uh, that we didn't know that we wanted from the TV series, because, uh, like I said, we're just used to watching the movies, consuming those movies three hours. Boom, you're done with the entire storyline, yeah. you know, where in this you're, we're going to end up, you know, 12, 13 hours of of um content which by the way i think is just amazing and crazy at the same time that we're able to see that much content of of one star wars show yeah and then let alone we're going to be getting tales of jedi ahsoka and all this stuff and it's going to be just an exciting time but um and you and i are going to be super busy when we're um yes. <laughs> getting some more episodes out for that um but yeah i i think that although it did feel filler i think it was also necessary now if 
could you have combined the last two episodes? Maybe, you know, maybe put out like an yeah. an hour, you know, hour ten long episode, and you can consolidate everything that we have in you know in those past two episodes. Maybe, you know, um, but that's not the 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 time that they wanted. They want to seem like they're pretty consistent in about fifty minutes and under. Is kind of where where their sweet spot is for them right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is what we wanted. I think it's what our, as Star Wars fans, it's what our hearts wanted. But like, as just right. fans of, you know, movies and and TV shows in general, uh, mm-hmm. like our brain is like, give us those dopamine kicks, come on, man, like give us right, right, give us the lights, give us fights, give us lightsabers, fights, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but so, right. but I think you're right. I think it is what we want. It's just it's it, we're waiting longer for the payoff, but I think the payoff is coming. Right, yeah. And I mean, you got to remember. Let's remember, we used to have to wait like two years for movies. Yeah, that's <laughs> two true. years to We're wait for the next now. movie. We literally have to wait seven days, you know. And we don't even have to leave home. We can watch it at <laughs> home, and and it's there for us to consume right when we're ready, you know. So let's let's just remember all of that right now. Yeah. Imagine and telling I'm, a kid in the '90s like you'll be able to watch new Star Wars content every week. And you don't right. have to leave your house. It's like what? They'd be like, "What? This is great!" You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I think you know we have to remember all of that. You know, like I, like per, you said it perfectly. Like growing up in in the era of just movies. It, I mean, although it was great, um, man, it was it was a long time between movies. You know, which is which is We're, almost worse if the movie's not good. I think it is worse exactly. if the movie's not good. If you exactly. wait three years for something and you're disappointed by it, <clears throat> Attack of the Clones, <clears throat> then then uh, <laughs> then it's like, oh, what did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Last Skywalker. <laughs> oh man, let's go. Rise yeah, of Skywalker, yeah. whatever it's called. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I can't yeah. even remember the names of the sequels anymore. <laughs> You've only watched it once, I think. So I think that's why. No. <laughs> to this day, still have only seen the Rise of Skywalker one time. Oh my god! Yeah. So we know what side you're on, but exact, but but you're right. You're exactly right. When you have this much hype, this much um, expectation, you know, excitement going into something, for it to be a letdown, you're just like, oh. But here, and I mean, if you think about it, those are still what you know, three hour movies at most. Yeah. I mean, we're getting, like I said, 12, 13 hours of of one storyline, even more after season two. You know. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is this is exactly what we want. You know, and the directors, the writers have the um, have the space now to fully fully create these these environments, these planets, these these storylines, these characters, and uh, where we before you had to go read the books in order to get a little bit more information on anything, you know. But now it's just all right here, and we can talk about it like this. So I think as as much of a filler as it, you know, in terms of you know any show you're going to always have these types of episodes like you, they just can't be avoided you know yeah um but for for what it for what it did i mean i was you know like cuz i knew eventually and we i know we will end up talking about grading this particular <laughs> episode um the you know it it's slowly being like well it served its purpose kind of like what you said yeah. you know if if the the purpose was to understand the camaraderie the storylines behind the rebels it did a good job at it actually and including uh, the lieutenant and how he's able to manipulate um, the empire and to do what exactly what he wants i mean they did a good job there 
Yeah, I, I think as a whole, I don't think the episode did anything wrong. Um, <laughs> right. I'm just I'm ready for the dopamine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. That'll be our next. That'll be uh, our next episodes. Um, yeah. The, the title will be "Ready I, for the Dopamine." I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes or no question for you. Yeah. Do Do we see Bix in the next episode? No. <laughs> no. She's just gone. I, I don't. I don't see a storyline where. I mean, the only way. I mean, not the only way. A way that you can get Bix. In, it, just back into the series at this point, I, I you know, because let's talk about that. Because I mean, she's not going to be involved at all with this particular, you know, mission. You know, he has to return back, you know, at some point, um, to where she's at, or, or Luthen brings her in for some reason, you know. So I mean, the, the, those are the only, or like some type of rebel cell begins on on her planet, you know, like that. Yeah. There, there has to be. You know something that brings her back to him or brings them back together. You know, because again, this is Cassian's storyline, right? So where where does she fit back in? You know, because he's he's gone. He's he's gone now. You know, yeah. Where where does where does she fit in? I think we see her. So I would say no. I think we see her again this season. Mm-hmm, um, right. I, I I agree. I just I feel like it's gonna be one of those like, you know, two characters who know each other at the beginning of the film. They're obviously, you know, they're not apart from from most of the film, or in this case, you know, the episodes of the of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she comes in in like episode nine, and is now all of a sudden like this this warrior who and Cassian's like, right. "Whoa, Bix, you've changed so much," you know. And, and you're like, <laughs> right, "You're yeah. part of the rebellion too," you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Like, they, yeah. Right. They're they're both shooting at the same stormtroopers. Right. <laughs> like that. Like right. That, yeah. I. I oh, no, no. 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 He's he is about to get killed by a stormtrooper, but then she's she, the one that she, shoots the stormtrooper. Yes. Okay. Saves his life, and he's like, oh, bookmark it's Bix, it. and we're all like, yeah. Bookmark <laughs> it. It's and, and and it's like one of those perfect moments where, like, the line of sight, like Cassian's laying down on the ground, the stormtrooper's about to shoot him. The stormtrooper like gets shot and then like he falls over he and, it, and it reveals Bix standing exactly, right behind him. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Mar- book bargain. Right. We're gonna come back to this book. moment like four yes. weeks from now when it when it happens. <laughs> um, but exactly. but after I think when Bix will eventually rejoin Cassian, at least I I'd be shocked if she, if she just if she if she's just gone from the it's story and be like what? There's no way. Um, There's no way. I mentioned how I think Saw is gonna be pivotal in. Um, in Cassian's, you know, transformation, uh, like of his motives from money to like purpose of of wanting to fight for the rebellion, I think Bix is also going to play that role, um, for Cassian because Bix has obviously mm-hmm. lost someone you know she loves, um, and, mm-hmm. and we've seen the same thing with um with Skeen too. Skeen talks about it with his brother, right? So yeah, right. I I think Bix will be back, probably not next episode, but. Um, and, and will be a, a pivotal role in Cassian's, you know, transformation of, of being a I like it. more solid part of the rebellion. I, I really hope that's what it is. And, and, you know, you, you bring in something, someone from his past, even that, you know, it goes before the episode one, because obviously they have some history between the two of them. So, yeah. um, I can't think of any other, of any other, um, character that's like that with Cassian you right. know where the other than oh other than the sister which <laughs> where's she at 
Yeah, you I know mean, that he was he was originally looking for her in the first couple episodes, right? And I mean, does she come in at some point here at the end of the season? You know, I feel like she has. I, to, right? I, I wonder. I, I, I wonder where 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 she would fit. I don't think you can open the show with this. You know, the first the primary motive of a character not being readdressed in the rest of the season, right? Um, you know, you know, maybe we don't see her. Maybe maybe he discovers that like. You know, something happened to her and she's somewhere. Mm-hmm. But like at the right. very least, we'll get more information on her um, right, yeah. in season one. I'm calling it I'm calling it right now. She's part of the Empire. I could yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I could see them she's going that direction. At some at some somehow uh she ends up part of the Empire. All right. That, we've got bookmark we've, that we've one got too. lots of bookmarks <laughs> that we need to come back to on, on this episode. Um, right, yeah. Quick game for you. I figured I could, oh, we could play a quick, quick game from the episode. Um, assuming next episode we get the beginning of the raid. Uh, for all we know, like the raid might be like three episodes long. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> right. For the sake of the Can question, you imagine? Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be kind of kind of like a you know. It would be exactly what we've been asking for. Like we've been, yeah, exactly. And then we're like, "This is too much." These low key episodes, the past two episodes, and then we just get like three where they're just raiding the whole time. (laughs) Right. Um, For the sake of the question, I'm going to phrase it as: Which of these five do you think will be alive at the end of the raid? And we at the end of the raid. Okay. Yeah. So whether that's the end of next episode or the end of two episodes from now, whenever the end of the raid is. Uh, and I'm basically just going to do. We'll, we'll do six, actually. We'll do six. Okay. Um, because I have six in mind who are a part of this rebel cell. Um, right. Ob- well, I guess obviously we can get one out of the way. Cassian. Cassian, right? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, so really, it is just the five if we take away Cassian. Uh, the next mm-hmm. one being Vel. Yes or no? Will Vel be alive at the end of the raid? Vel. I, I think Vel will, I have an will be alive. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, Vel will be alive. Um, Skeen. Skeen will not. I would also agree with that. I was going to say no for him, too. <laughs> Why were you going to say no? Yeah. I say no because it's like, it's like, he'll, he, it's, you know, it's for his brother, right? right. It's, it's, and it's, it's like, he'll do the job. He'll, he'll sacrifice or something like that he will end up being able to pull off the last thing because that conflict with him and Cassian were there. Either he's going to save Cassian's life or I could absolutely see that happening um, to honor his brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like classic, like classic movie telling one one Right. Like whenever there's right. friction between two characters, whenever the friction is resolved, typically like the lesser Import of the two characters in terms of yeah. importance usually doesn't make it much longer, right? right yeah, because then it's like, so oh, at least they late. ended on a good note. How sweet, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I agree with you. I don't think Skeen's making it through to the end of the raid, um, or maybe he makes it to the end and then like he's like, but wait, I have a bullet wound, and then you know. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, Terraman. Terraman makes it. I was also gonna say yes for him. Yeah. Um, Nimic. Oh, I want him to make it. I know, right? I think I yes. want him to. You think yes? Yeah, I think yes. I want him to make. Oh, can can we just say real quick how sad I was when they were burning his model? <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. no, not the model. <laughs> like it's evidence. I get it, but I'm like, oh man, you know he, you know he loved that thing. Yeah. 
Um, I really want to say yes. I like his character, but he he has that because he had that whole manifesto thing. He had the whole you know he's he's got his work already. You know, um, and those people don't make it either. <laughs> you know, that are just so gung ho about. It. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm not. I'm gonna say he doesn't. Okay. Make it. Okay. So that's the that's the one we disagree on so far. Yeah. Before I go on to the next character, really, really out there thought I had while I was watching this episode. Okay. Uh, like, not founded in any sort of, like, uh, like, this doesn't make sense in the slightest, but just hear me out. Nimic, secretly Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, what, what? What I don't, I don't know why subreddit page did you go <laughs> for that one? Holy! He just he started talking about a manifesto, and I was like, oh, I, you, <laughs> yeah, know, like, I, you know, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! He's gonna like develop this manifesto and like start issuing it to people. It's gonna turn into the first order. <laughs> That's so wild. <laughs> no, I, wow. I I don't ever see him turning, you know, dark side or oh, whatever. Right. I just mm -hmm. thought I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, oh my god. maybe in another galaxy far, far away. <laughs> You know, we've got multiverse, and that's Marvel. You're thinking Marvel yeah. multiverse, True, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Cinta, do you think Cinta will make it? I think Cinta makes it. I also think, I think Cinta, Cinta makes, makes it. it. Yeah. Um, she's and, she's yeah. I think she makes it. And then also, I would like to learn more about her too. I feel like she's kind of gotten the short end of the stick in terms of the group. I so I would agree. I wonder. I mean, I understand for maybe timing purposes but i mean you had two episodes at this point you know yeah no excuse. to to flesh out each of the each of these i mean because really out of all of them she's the one well her and tamarin really i don't know a ton yeah but at least with I tamarin mean, there's more of like a concrete well i don't know if i can say concrete there's more of a a on-screen on relationship with cassian with tamarin yeah like true, 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 true. there's this evident friction you see the scene where they're marching, like he, you know, he's like, "Oh, well, mm -hmm. you should switch sides." You know, left hand, the other, uh, skeins. Yeah, at least there's there. interaction. There's more interaction there, right? Yeah, and he, and he's more of just the leader role in the group. So, like, just naturally, there's yeah. you know these scenes, like in the in the hut when they're talking about the um, you know the ship that we already discussed a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to I would like to just learn more, or have you know maybe have sent to be more in the fold in a scene or two, just yeah. just so we can get a better grasp I, on her character it reminds me of one of those like role-playing games or whatever where you have like the healer and you have <laughs> the archer and you have you know and then she's like that's her role and that's all she does yeah. you know um but i don't even I, really know yeah. what the role is like the only thing we know about her is right. that she's like really smart or she's like the most um skeen says she's the toughest one in the group right yeah um and i think which i would love for them to show i guess yeah you know, like yeah. Can we, yeah, I would love to see that. Let's see it. And I hope maybe in the raid we see something um, like that's a foreshadow for that. Like, well, you'll see how tough she is, you know? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Um, and then and then uh, last but not least, I think I mean, I, I definitely I definitely think he'll be alive after the raid. Um, but Lieutenant Gorn. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, he, he yeah, he makes it. He makes it out. I don't know if he makes it out of the season, though. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, um, he makes it out, but he I don't think he makes it out of the season. Yeah, makes it out of the scene. But do you think? Do you think at the end of the raid, the Empire knows? Do you think he's still a member of the Empire on the outside at the end of the raid? Maybe that's a better mm. way of asking it. Oh, okay. Uh no, 
So his cover is blown as a as a process yeah. or part of the raid is what you're saying. R- r- right. Well, I don't know. Like you said, you know, we we set up we set up his alibi essentially. Mm-hmm. So is that enough for him to stay in? I mean, may, I mean, maybe he does stay. Now that I think about it a little bit more, yeah, I think he stays. I think he stays in the empire, and at su- somehow he gets figured out. I don't know. Yeah, suspicion, how you would at this point. Suspicion will definitely be thrown on him in some way right. in the next. Well, episodes. because I mean, because if you look at it at the you know at the high level, he's going to be the one in charge when there's going to be less people there when it gets raided. So it's going to raise some eyebrows, obviously. Right. And yeah, so I, I think I think they'll they'll reprimand him and all that, but I I think he survives out of it, and in fact he stays in the empire, maybe at a less capacity after this, but I think I think he still stays. I would I would agree. Um, last thing, wanted to get your uh, overall grade for the episode. Mm-hmm. Overall grade, yeah, I knew this was coming. I I started at probably like a C. Because of kind of what we said originally, just thinking about it felt very filler. Um, I mean, I'll go up to a you know a, a C plus because it's still you know it, it definitely did its job. Oh, was it boring a little bit? You know, but it's it's the necessary evil that you need in these type of storylines. So it it served its purpose. Um, but you know, and, and and if it wasn't for some things like. Honestly, the whole Karn stuff really bugged me <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, what what do we do? What is this? You know, he, the first three episodes, the first two episodes really, really set, you know, him up to be like the guy to hate, you know, yeah. um, and you almost wanted to. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, like, I kind of feel bad. For <laughs> you don't want that to necessarily be that. And it's just like, it's like a sad feeling bad for. Yeah. Mama's boy, <laughs> right? And he can't find a job, and I'm like, "What? How am I supposed to hate this guy? I needed to hate this guy. <laughs> this yeah. was why. This is this was. He was perfect for that. But now to pull, you know, give me the bait and switch on that. So like that bugged me more than anything. Do you think we have a, and, a character introduced into the show that will fulfill that role, or do you, or do you think Karn will inevitably be that role, or because I think that's the biggest thing this show is missing. Yeah, is someone to hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. The bad guy, right? And uh, it it he was a front runner right in the beginning. And to, to for the and I don't know if this is supposed to be his story arc. And does he end up? You know, we mentioned this before. Does he end up being on the rebel side, or does he, you know, stay with the empire? I mean, I don't know. I mean, clearly his mom and uh, his uncle don't think he's suit for, <laughs> you know, he's suit for this type of work. But I'm team rebels. Yeah, I think you're, you're going with him in Rebels. Yeah. I think he's going to be by the end of season one. I think he will be a part of the rebellion. Right. I would not be shocked at that as well. So I'm. So I mean, I'll give it a C plus uh, for for those reasons. Um, I'm. There is uh, this this episode gave me a little bit of pause because I'm like, well, although what I said earlier is true, is that this is kind of exactly what we wanted. Um, when we talk about Star Wars stuff, it also is real slow. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just it just is. Um, so I I'm hoping 
I'm oh, there's no way. There's no way that this next episode, these next two episodes, aren't the raid. You know. Yeah. So I, but it it gives me a little bit of pause to be like, well, I I just really hope they don't do this again for the next couple episodes, because after the raid again, you know, let's say it's two three episodes, and then you still have about four episodes left or whatever. Um, to to fill, so I'm like, oh, what what are you gonna do there? You know, right. so as a whole, I get a little bit worried. As a whole series, I get a little bit worried. But you know, uh, it's not like I'm not gonna watch anyway. But you know, those are my thoughts on uh, this week's episode. Hmm. I had a thought. Now, this is like as you were talking, I was thinking about like uh, we we mentioned it earlier, but like why you would want to raid this facility for like the quarterly salary or whatever. Um. I think it's less about going and taking something from the empire and and using it to like funnel or to like fuel some other mission that the rebellion has. Mm-hmm. Um cuz like if if we understand the empire correctly, like this sum of money is like a drop in the bucket. Like I don't think that's going to really make that much right. difference in the grand scheme of things. I think it's more so probably to fund something else, which feels, mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier, that feels very like, like, like a quest, like early quest line. Yeah, right. You know, the first quest, you have to get this thing in order to fund the next thing. Right, um, right, right. Anyways, that was just a thought I had now. I, I don't think the, that the mission is mu- as much about taking from something, taking something from the Empire, even though it's kind of being portrayed that way, as much it is, as it is taking the funds in order to facilitate an even bigger mission. Right. Um, And how that perhaps relates to the Death Star plans, we don't know. I would venture to say that's a fair guess, but it could be something else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But anyways, overall, I would probably give the episode... Gosh, I wish I could remember what I gave last week. I think I either either (laughs) gave it like a B- or a B, maybe? Yeah, I think you were in the Bs, yeah. Um... I don't know. I, I didn't really enjoy it more or less than last week. Uh, like we said, it kind of felt very much the same. I'll probably go B minus. Um, I think I think what's keeping me in the Bs. I they know how to they know how to keep a Star Wars fan uh, engaged right. even when the story yep. is not fast paced. You know, they're like, right. let's throw, let's throw these, let's throw some blue milk in there. Let's talk about Jakku. You know, <laughs> right, right. Let's uh, let's put some Indiana Jones Easter eggs in there. Why not? Let's just throw <laughs> right, it all yeah, in yeah. there. You know, right. What else the, we got in the back? <laughs> the Crate Dragon <laughs> tattoo. Like, how many yeah, Star right. Wars things can we drop into the episode to to keep their right, attention? Yeah, to make to keep it in Star Wars. Yeah, right. that that's what this episode was. Honestly, it was like, you right, get yeah. an Easter egg, and you get an Easter egg, and you get right. an Easter egg. Um. But I, I mean, I didn't dislike the episode in terms of plot and storytelling. Right. I'm just, I'm ready. As I mentioned, I'm ready for the dopamine. Um, I don't think I will ever. I, I, I got to walk my statement. I was about to make back. I was going to say, I don't think I'd ever truly dislike something Star Wars. Ben, I, I can't. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna turn this into like a, a sequels rant. I, I refuse to. <laughs> But that's another episode. That's another episode. Yeah. I uh no, definitely did not dislike the episode in the slightest. Enjoyed it a lot. Um I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for the dopamine. I'll leave it at that. B minus is my grade. 
Um, looking forward to next week. We will be back. Be recording at the same time as Joey mentioned. Lots of Star Wars coming up this month, dude. This month is jam packed with Star Wars action. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. All as far as we know, everything being released on the same day. Uh, I gotta, I gotta like yes. call in sick to work that day or something. I mean, <laughs> it might not be a bad idea because. You know, we've got, what did I say, October 26th. I think we have another episode of Andor, yeah. and then we get all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi, from what I've read anyway. I could could be wrong, but um, that's a lot of content to to watch. I love, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do anything to prepare for those um, Tales of the Jedi episodes Ooh, at all? I don't know. I, I've never read the Ahsoka novel, mm -hmm. and... I might try to take a crack at it on Audible. Not a sponsor, yeah. um, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that is my primary method of of book reading these days is through Audible. Right? Yeah, so, I don't. Know, I feel that. Yeah. Um, what I do like about that Audible version, it is actually Ashley Eckstein reading it. So yes, um, and I've I've read so that um, makes it much cooler. I've read the Dooku book, which is very good. Recommend yes. it uh, if you're listening right now and you've never read. Uh, uh, Gosh, what's it called? Dooku Jedi Lost, I think is the name of it. Mm -hmm. right, yeah. um, great book. Really, really enjoyed it. If you know who sifo is from the prequels, um, a lot of it is about like his childhood. Uh, he and sifo being friends as, as children. So it talks a lot about the origins of Count Dooku. And uh, fantastic Star Wars book if you get the chance. Yes, so absolutely. I kind of want to complete the other side of the, of the Tales of the Jedi mm -hmm. episodes and, and read the Ahsoka book as well. Right. Um, yeah, I may try to squeeze in a couple of uh, Ahsoka essential like episodes of clone wars yeah just uh getting that mindset again yeah but yeah the ahsoka book is good the count duke book yeah i'm gonna tr see if i could squeeze to uh i have them both on audible so hopefully i'll get a, a re-listen of both of those by the time those episodes come out definitely that's the plan um uh, it has been a good one if you're listening to this on apple or spotify appreciate y'all listening and uh, if you're watching this VOD on YouTube or this podcast recording on YouTube, hello, great to have you here. Hi, uh, hi, hi. Be sure to leave us a comment for what you'd like us to uh, talk about in next week. Next week's Hoth Hangout episode. You can also shoot us any questions at our uh, email, hothhangout at gmail.com. and uh, hit us up over on Twitter. Shoot us any questions you have there, Star Wars related or otherwise. Uh, also, Hoth. Hangout is the tag over on the Twitterverse. Uh, we will be back next week. New episode Thursday morning. What would that be? The 13th. Thursday, October 13th. We'll be live with um, Hoth Hangout episode 4. Covering episode 6 of Andor. Uh, hopefully the raid. Uh, Joey, any last thoughts before we uh, sign off for the night? The dopamine. Please... <laughs> give us the dopamine <laughs> title of this episode is gonna be please, please give us dopamine do <laughs> uh, yes. well everyone hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your day night uh or or morning whether depending on what time you're listening to this and appreciate y'all for listening or watching have a wonderful one and uh for joey i we appreciate y'all and we'll see you next time peace Later.